the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, a few moments ago we all asked a very precious gift from God, his peace. The collect of today's Mass prays to God that he might order all things so that we might serve him joyfully in peaceful devotion. In peaceful devotion. The Spirit of God is a spirit of peace. We find this word peace in Holy Scripture 329 times. It's everywhere. Especially in the book of Isaiah, the Psalms. It's, true, it's, it's very clear that the Bible is a book of peace. Nine times in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, we pray for peace of soul from Almighty God. O Lord, grant us peace. May the peace of God be on you. We always need to remind ourselves that it's God's will for us to be at peace. God wants us to be at peace. We're made in his image and likeness. God is peace. And if we're going to reflect his image, we have to be at peace as well. You can think of a lake. Think about these beautiful mountain lakes in Colorado. And when you go to the lake and it's calm and still, the lake reflects the mountains, the whole beautiful landscape. You can see it. But as soon as the wind comes, the rain, the storm, and the water is troubled, it's agitated, it no longer reflects the image. And we're the same way. When we are agitated, troubled, when we are not at peace, we can't reflect the image of God. God wants us to have his peace. The night before our Lord suffered, he told his apostles, he tells all of us, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. He also says, let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. And after the resurrection, whenever he meets the apostles, whenever he greets them, he greets them with these words, peace be to you. Yes, this peace is our Lord's peace. He says, my peace is what he wants to give to us. What is this peace of soul which we are asking for? St. Augustine gives a, gives a very simple definition. He says, this peace is the tranquility of order. Where there is order, there is tranquility. When there is order in our soul, we have peace of soul. First of all, of course, sanctifying grace. It's always the first thing. We, we need to be in the state of grace to be at peace. We know if I die now, I, I will go to heaven. I will be with God for all eternity. And that's why, really, that's the one thing. Our, um, really, the only fear is to lose the life of God in our soul, to lose his friendship. But, of course, there has to be more than just that. We need to put order not only in our soul, but also in our life. We need to conform our daily life to God's will. When we are trying to please him in every action, every day, we are trying to avoid sin, then we have order in our life and we are at peace. 
The more conformed our life is to God's will, the more at peace we will be. Whatever disturbs our peace of soul is never from God. That's the next principle we can consider. Whatever disturbs our peace is never from God. It's either from ourselves or from the devil. The devil, as we're going to see, the devil wants to take away our peace of soul. Here's just a, a short list of things to watch out for. The main things which we, we know will, will and can take away our peace. Five things. Firstly, worry. Worry, anxiety. Secondly, agitation. Third, fear. There's all kinds of different fears. Fourth, regret. And then lastly, sadness. Sadness, discouragement. These are the five things we really have to watch out if we want to keep our peace of soul. So firstly, worry. Excessive concerns about the things of life. I'm sure you're familiar with the famous words of Padre Pio. He used to always say that worry is useless. It, it does no good to worry about things. It really is a waste of time at, at very best. And he would say, you know, pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. Remember the gospel, chapter 9 of St. Luke. Remember this very human scene. These two sisters, Martha and Mary, they're hosting Jesus. Martha's running around trying to get the meal ready, trying to take care of things. And, and Mary is just at the feet of Christ, listening to him, loving him. And Martha gets upset. She's anxious. She's concerned. And now she's angry. And she tells our Lord, tell her to do something. Tell her to help. And our Lord says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. One thing is necessary. Our Lord reminds us that, yes, we have things to think about, we have things to do, but there's really only one thing that matters, and that is loving God, pleasing God. Everything else is secondary. Everything else will fall into place. That's the one thing necessary in our life, to do everything out of love of God. And then we don't worry about the rest. Secondly, agitation. So bad moods, angry feelings, angry thoughts. Whenever we're agitated, of course, God can't speak to us. We can't be in his presence. Now, sometimes the circumstances in our, in our life will be, be the cause of these things. You know, if you get, didn't sleep well the night before, you haven't eaten in a while, so you're grumpy, you're in a bad mood, okay? It's been raining for the last five days. You're sick of the rain. You miss the sun, and so you're, you're in a bad mood. So sometimes there can be, you know, stress or pressure. Sometimes it can be the devil, especially when it comes all of a sudden from nowhere. We're, we're, we're um, agitated, we're upset, something's bothering us. It could be, it could be the devil trying to, to uh, get us worked up, to cause friction in the home, friction in the marriage, to cause problems. But in any case, we have to calm down. We have to regain our peace. Fear. Fear is especially regarding things of the future. 
What is going to happen to our country? What is going to happen to the church? What is going to happen to our family? Financial concerns, financial fears. All of these, all of these things which are usually in our mind. Remember, the future doesn't exist. And we get ourselves worked up. We had the beautiful introit in today's Mass. Go back and read the introit taken from the Psalms where King David says, God is my helper. God is my protector. Whom shall I fear? What shall I fear? What is there to fear? If God is with us, who is against us? We're not afraid because we know that God is going to take care of us. See, Francis de Sales says that God, who is always taking care of us, will in the future, he will either either shield us from evils, from problems, or he'll give us the grace to deal with them. So it doesn't really matter. Either God will preserve us or he will help us. And then he also says that fear is one of the greatest evils in the spiritual life. Fear paralyzes people. It makes their hearts small. It makes them unable to love. As when, it, when you get down to it, either we are a person of love or we're a person of fear. All of us fall into one of those two categories. Number four, regret. Regret, of course, concerns things of the past. Something which happened this morning or yesterday or two weeks ago or perhaps 40 years ago. And we think about this and it upsets us, it agitates us. Perhaps it was that what that person did to us 20 years ago. And we, get, we, we think about it, we get all worked up. I can't believe they did that to me. Or past mistakes. Why did I do this? Why did I, why did I move to Colorado? Perhaps, why did I marry this person? I don't, who knows what the devil may try to uh, put into our minds. But regret is never from God. We always, remember we saw last year, Nuke Chapey. I begin right now. We don't, we, we forget about the past. The past also doesn't exist. And now I begin to love my God. And, and I accept to love him in all the circumstances right now. In this family, in this marriage, in this parish, in 2023, this is God's will for me right now. Consider the past as nothing. And then lastly, sadness and discouragement. The devil's favorite tool, discouragement. The devil wants us to be sad because he knows that if we're sad, that we're not going to fight. We're not going to persevere. And this leads us to our next point, which is peace of soul is a mortification. It's a penance. It's not easy. It'd be nice if we said, okay, well, it's just a switch that we flip. Oh, now I'm at peace. No, we have to struggle to make a lot of efforts to, to have peace of soul. There's a Benedictine, Don Baker. He said, peace of soul is one of the most beautiful penances we can offer to God. It's a sacrifice that we can, we can offer to him. Let's face it, it's much easier to let ourselves be worried, to be agitated, to fear, to let ourselves just go. It's much easier to be sad than to be joyful, especially when you don't feel like being joyful. But in a spirit of mortification and penance, we offer up this to God. I'm going to be at peace. I am, I am not going to think about this. This is bothering me. 
I'm going to forget about this. I'm going to, I'm going to ignore this. That takes effort. It's a, it's a mortification. We have to fight to keep our peace of soul. Remember the confirmation ceremony? We just had another one just a few weeks ago. It's really, uh, it's really interesting. What does the bishop say to you right before he slaps you? And there was a little slap on the cheek. He says, peace be to you, then pop. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's not, what you, not, not what you would expect. But of course, that slap on the cheek represents that we're, we have to suffer something for Christ. We are going to suffer something for Christ. You are now a soldier of Christ. Be ready to fight. But peace be to you. The Romans in the great Roman Empire, they had a maxim, sorry, an, an axiom. Civis pacem parabellum. If you want peace, prepare for war. That was the Romans' mentality. Of course, they wanted peace. They wanted a peaceful, happy empire, but they were ready to fight and to, and to defend, keep that peace. It's the same thing for our soul. Our soul is like a walled city. And we have to keep the enemies out if we want peace inside. Like Jerusalem. Jerusalem, which means city of peace. And in the middle of Jerusalem was the temple, the temple of God. That's like our soul. Our soul is a temple. It needs to be a place of quiet, of prayer. But we have to defend the walls. Again, whatever disturbs us, we fight against, we reject. I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to worry about that. We must be disciplined with our thoughts. And there's so many things we have to ignore. Also, too, we shouldn't be surprised. Sometimes it's our fault. Again, I'll give you an example. Someone says, Father, you know, I'm always worried. I'm always, I'm always worked up. And then come to find out this person is always listening to the news, always watching the news. Well, if you're always consuming news, of course you're going to be agitated and anxious and fearful. You're always going to worry about the economy. You're always going to worry about wars and all these problems. Of course, there's nothing wrong with following the news a little bit to know what's going on. That's fine, but not too much. Otherwise, you won't be at peace. And that's your fault. That's our fault if we, if we do this. Again, we have to be prudent. We have to defend our soul. In the gospel today, our Lord says, launch out into the deep. Sometimes, most of the time, we can't control our feelings. And whether it's sadness or fear or anxiety, whatever it is, sometimes those things affect us and there's not a lot we can do. Well, then we just have to launch out into the deep. We have to, we have to go deep into our soul. You, again, take, take the analogy of the lake. When there's a storm on the lake and lightning and, and, and thunder, well, if, you're, if we could go down, we could go down into the water. Everything's quiet. Everything's silence. The storm's in the top and underneath is peace. Same thing in our soul. The surface of our soul may be agitated and and noisy and there, these feelings may be bothering us but we ignore them and we go down into the depths of our soul. Remember too, there's peace of soul is the one thing which the devil can't imitate. It's the one thing the devil can't imitate. He can imitate a lot of things, even a lot of virtues. 
for example, he can he can make us think that human respect is is charity, or he can give someone encourage someone in bitter zeal and they, and make them think that they're doing something good, they're loving God. Whereas bitter zeal is not peaceful, is not charitable. It's also interesting to think you know, over the years, you can think of the people that left our parish. Not one of them left there who were at peace. They were all agitated. They were upset about something, upset about a priest, about a family, about a problem, who knows what. But they were all agitated. And we have to take that as a warning. We, we have to maintain our peace of soul if we're going to persevere, if we're always going to define God's will. So dear friends, let us pray for this grace again. We can pray that call out all during the week that God gives us that order and from that order that tranquility to serve him joyfully in peace. The heart of Christ is the source of all peace. The reign of Christ is the peace of Christ. My peace I leave to you, my peace I give to you. As you know, we always end these sermons with prayer because prayer really is the answer to everything. But if we want to have peace of soul, we have to be a man, man of prayer, woman of prayer because it comes down to trust. When you know someone and you trust them, then you don't worry. We have to seek our Lord in prayer. We have to know him, come to know him better. The more we know him, the more we will trust him and the more at peace we will be. The more we pray, the less we worry. The church calls Our Lady Queen of Peace, Virgo Serena, the, the serene virgin, the peaceful virgin. She is like that mountain lake. She reflects God perfectly because she is calm and she is still. Even though she went through many storms, she always kept in the depth of her in the depth of her soul. Like in the like in the depths of the sea, there is that that peace and that calm. How well are those words from the book of Proverbs applied to Mary, the mother of God? Her ways are all peace, her ways are all beautiful ways, and all her paths are peaceful. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, Amen.